Today's seven weeks of Christmas charity is Young Street Mission. Imagine your child going back to school after Christmas. She has no stories to share of your celebrations because there weren't any. She's isolated. Her friends tease her. You feel devastated. You're mystified by Christmas and Canada. For many people served at the Young Street Mission, this is all too often the reality of Christmas. You know, you can help change that. You can help the Young Street Mission make Christmas meaningful for families. You can help each family member belong and feel welcomed. More than 900 families experience the joy of sharing through the Young Street Mission's Christmas toy market. And uh, more than 700 families are able to prepare a special feast thanks to our, uh, our uh, Christmas food market. So go to ysm.ca forward slash donate or call 416-929-9614. That's 416-929-9614. Again, ysm.ca forward slash donate. And thank you for helping share the love of Christmas at the Young Street Mission. Because, um, yeah, I do remember a time when I was uh, quite a jerk, even more than I am today, believe it or not, folks. There's that word, folks, again. It's okay. We're going we're gonna to get you out of that. I need Do a you want me word. To, kids? I'm going to thesaurus kids. it right now. Kids. I'm just going to Why can't I just say kids? Because maybe not all of them are young, young at heart. Sorry, Who cares? You're right. you're right. Hey, kids. When I was young, I got kicked out and I was a, because I was a jerk. And uh, one of the places I ended up hanging out at was uh, Young Street Mission. And I remember walking in and thinking, wow, this is a different vibe. I actually, for the first time, being, you know, some new, naive country kid living on the streets. Not very long, but I felt safe for the first time when I walked into Young Street Mission. There was a different feel, a different vibe. And uh, so uh, that's why I'm at, I always get stoked when we get a chance to talk about these guys on our show. Uh, the president and CEO of the Young Street Mission is on the phone. Uh, Angie, what's her name? Hello, Angie. Hello, Drew. Do you like your last name I gave you? I like it. It's actually easier to spell than my actual name. <laughs> Draskovic. Now, is it Draskovic <laughs> or Draskovic? Well, I just say Draskovic, but um, but you know there is a, a fairly heavily accented way to say it properly. Da. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we get started, can I just put a shout out to my aunt Matilda? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> well played, Miss. What's her name? <laughs> Uh, somebody was listening. <laughs> well, all the best to you and your Aunt Matilda. So, listen, what's going on at YSM, as the cool kids call it these days, during the holiday season? Young Street Mission. Uh, it, I can imagine, imagine it just being a buzz of activity. You know, I have to say the B word. It's kind of busy, but it's uh, it's good. <laughs> it's good. There's a lot going on. Um, you know, and I think, you know, it's busy all year round at the mission, but Christmas time is really special, and I like it a lot. This is my third Christmas with the mission, and I really think this is the time of year when the strengths of the community shine the brightest. It's, you know, there's all these gatherings. Uh, you know, you spoke about the food and toy market, but we have uh, banquets. We've got about 14 banquets for seniors, street youth, children, families, women, after-school groups, more. Over 10,000 meals served. And really, you know, it sounds a bit commercial, you know, food, toys, banquets, you know, commercial Christmas, but it's really about this belonging. Um, and uh, and really at Christmas time, that's what people want the most. They want to belong and they want to be with people and they want to be supported. And, and that's what we get to do. But why do you think your people feel so alienated around this time of year? Well, you know, uh, whether they're new to Canada or they're actually, they've been in Canada for a while, if, if someone is, you know, when you're new to Canada, you don't even have a network, you don't have a community that you're connected with, and yet everything around you in this particular time of year is speaking to family bonds and connection and relationships, 
And for many people, their family bonds and connections and relationships are across, across an ocean. Mm-hmm. And so they feel particularly isolated, and this is the opportunity to um, to really invite people in and introduce them into new relationships and help them establish new new communities. Uh, I was talking to Rob Ford the other day, and he said that uh, <laughs> Young Street Mission serves more than 10,000 memorable, nutritious meals during the Christmas season. Is that a true story? Well, that was mighty nice of him to say. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we do, we do. And um, they're across our different sites. And for different uh, different ages and stages, but absolutely, and we have a you know a, a huge number of volunteers that help us get that done. So we're very grateful for that as well. And let's talk about these fourteen banquets and parties that you have. Who are they for? Well, they're for um, you know, like I said. So we have some for the street youth that you mentioned. So at our Evergreen uh, yeah, site, yeah. We've, out of out of uh, Regent Park, we've got for the various family groupings in Regent Park. So seniors. Um, we have a, a family banquet out of our family uh, group. We've got the Computer Lab Kids Banquet. And um, and one that I went to last week that was kind of fun uh, that we have every year as well, which is for single moms and their kids who come out of fairly rough uh, circumstances. Sure. Yeah. And and what about the oldies that can't get to your place? How Do you do, you, do, you do the little Meals on Wheels kind of thing? We don't do Meals on Wheels, but we do have uh, some transportation ability to help people get to the Seniors Banquet. And we actually package up, forgot to mention this, but we package up a, quite a large number of seniors. Uh, you pack Christmas up quite a large number of seniors. Isn't that against the law? Well, you know, I didn't want to really talk too much about that. But I will talk about the Seniors Boxes, okay. the Christmas Boxes. <laughs> Where we put food and other items in it, and we actually deliver that out to seniors who actually aren't able physically to to get out of their residences as well. Angie, um, I, I, let's just stop with the talking points for a second, because I what I worry about is that people hear, well, there's the Jesus Station there again with another charity, and they want some money and some help, and you know, blah 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 blah. How do we break through that that callousness, right? I mean, I, I said this to someone recently. We just don't care. Unless it's something that impacts our family, we don't care. Unless it's been our personal experience, we don't care. Until someone in our family dies of cancer, we don't care about donating to the Cancer Society. Until somebody in our family ends up in the streets of Toronto as a young person or even you know older, whatever, you know, we don't care about the Young Street Mission. Um, well, help us care. Hmm. Well, I mean, maybe I'll start with a story and then and then connect it back to what you've just asked. But you know, I was at this single mom banquet last um, last week, and single moms sometimes that's not so um, sympathetic. People will think, well, they got themselves into that situation. But you know, she started on the street, and she had some fairly significant bad things happen to her that led her to be on the street. And she so I'm at the banquet. And I had met her a year before, but I hadn't remembered. But she came up to me and she said, you remember me? And I had to admit that I didn't and ask her her name. Uh, but she started to tell me her story of how she got connected with us um, in the early days and uh, how she had been incarcerated. And so the way that, that she met us is our uh, one of our workers who reaches out and visits prisons uh, connected with her. And... As a result of that, she started to come out to the women's events, and she had a daughter, so she was bringing her daughter out. Well, long story short, uh, this is a number of years later, but she is uh, she did some educational upgrade. She's working in the community. She's actually a peer support worker, so she's helping other young women move forward in their lives. And she's about ready to move out of assisted housing into market-based housing. So she's giving back to the community in really, really strong ways. And so by by caring 
by actually wrapping our arms around um, individuals who are disadvantaged, who are vulnerable, or who have been damaged by decisions other people have made that have affected them, um, we can turn a life around. And that not only helps that person, it also helps the community. And I think for me, you know, there was, you know, three really powerful things about that interaction. One was the chat I had with her daughter. Like, her daughter was amazing, this beautiful, gorgeous young young girl. I don't know how old she would have been, but she's about this tall. Can you see where I'm pointing? Yes, about that um, tall, yeah. About that tall. Um, and she, she, was, she was just fully confident, happy, engaged, telling me stories about her favorite movie character. And, uh, and so she's got a mom she's proud of, very clearly. Their relationship was very close. And the whole trajectory of that family and subsequent generations is going to change forever because of that um and the other thing that was really powerful about that was you know our conversation my conversation with this woman this young woman danielle was interrupted a few times because of all the relationships she had in the room so all these other women are coming up and talking to her and they're laughing and they're catching up and and their kids are falling into easy dialogue because they already know each other and it was so clear that there was this mutually supportive community that was there and that was so strong. And so there's not a there's not a sense of ongoing dependency. There's a sense of strength and growth and encouraging one another. And so there was this joy that was unbelievable. And and when you especially when you consider that many of the women still significantly cha- are challenged financially, when you look at the job market, you know, the YSM food bank, the average client at the food bank, so get this, after they pay rent They've got six dollars and thirteen cents a day for everything else they need. Say that again. The average YSM food bank client, after they pay their rent, has six dollars and thirteen cents a day for everything else that they need. Wow. Jeez. So it, it's hard. <clears throat> yeah. It's hard. He, you just reminded me of the kind of. Um, well, I, I've been down to your place a few times. I remember the first time I got a tour from you and looked around. I cannot believe the efficient use of space you guys make. You literally use every nook and cranny. And the reason I started thinking about that was I, I remember the, the process of some, you know, your clients. I don't know what you call them, clients or whatever. Um, the, the people that need your help, they come into the building. They go down. You know, maybe they go to the medical facility. They get their, their you know, sometimes a lot of feet issues in the, in the in, you know, living on the street and stuff. But then there's, they got to set them up with food. There's a kitchen thing. And there's the, you guys actually take care of the, these human beings from, from one end of the spectrum to the other. It's amazing how much you do. Yeah, well, thank you. And I think it's, and, and when that's part of really our realization of, you know, a person um, who is, you can, you can look at a person who is homeless or poor and, and just look at the economic issue and say, well, if they just got a job, it'd be all better. But the reality is there's so much else that needs to be uh, done before someone's ready to take advantage of that, you know, employment readiness work or that back to school work. And a lot of that is in the health and the healing and the confidence building to get them to a place where they're ready to to actually engage and move on. But once they do, yeah. um, they never look back. And when they do, yeah. remember that, Tim? If they do. What was that, what was that from? Do. Oh, good morning, good morning Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, okay, this is the, 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 the tagline for me, the catch line for me is, you guys are ending chronic poverty, chronic poverty, generational poverty within one yes. generation. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, that's that's where it is because that's the deal. You can't climb. It's so hard to climb. Look, the only reason I'm not poor 
honestly, I've thought about this many times. The only reason I'm not poor mm-hmm. is because I was given a head start because my dad was not poor. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason. I'm not making you know huge coin doing the show and and getting to do the show i had to eat into savings well i wouldn't have had savings there had it not been for you know on and on and on yeah. as i look backwards on my life the only reason i am not poor or on the street is because i was given a head start by my family yeah 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 and you know what there's you know there's another story i could tell a quick one that that really highlights this there's a there's a young man that um has a little girl he's a single dad and he's been bringing her to our daycare for uh, a while and, and here's the interesting thing about the chronically poor, people who come from many generations of poverty. We assume, because we grew up in, in, um, in different home situations, that everybody knows what we know. Yeah. Everybody knows, you know, um, how you're supposed to dress. Everybody knows a good handshake. Everybody knows how you're supposed to handle your anger appropriately and all those things so that people receive you well. Um, not everybody's been taught that stuff. So this man would come, and, and though he clearly loved his daughter and they had a great relationship, he always brought her on time, he always picked her up on time, he showed up every day in the same clothes. And they were not often clean. Hmm. And he was disheveled. And he had, you know, so there were other aspects, though he was always gentle and kind, there were other aspects about his, the way he interacted with people that you know would cause them not to, you know, to kind of not want to be with him, mm-hmm. to be perfectly honest, right? That's how I feel about Tim. <laughs> yes, and I do clean myself. Well, you know, so there's other issues there, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, keep going, Angie. We just ruined a good story. Sorry, Angie. <laughs> anyway, so so one day he shows up, and, and he's very distressed, which wasn't usual. And, and our, our assistant uh, supervisor for the daycare asked him what was going on, and he said, I'm, I might lose my, my daughter to children's aid. Oh. So she connected him with our family services department, and that began a conversation which led to him learning some basic stuff, like hygiene, Mm -hmm. like cleaning up his apartment, like meal planning for his daughter, all of these things that allowed him to keep his daughter. But here's, here's the kicker. You know, after he started to change, he noticed people were responding to him differently. So before that, when people responded to him, they were sending him messages. Right, they were sending him messages without saying it. You're not worth very much, or yeah. you're not smart, or you're not whatever. Things that made him feel like he couldn't change his life. And those are the things that get people stuck in chronic poverty. But once people started to respond to him differently, he started to feel like maybe he could change his life. Nice. And and so now he's he's done some upgrade. He's doing some upgrading. He's got some goals for changing his job situation for greater income. And everything is spiraling upward now. And and it's just so great to see that happen. All right. You got me. Um, <laughs> how how do our listeners help? Really? Because, look, over the, over the last uh, number of weeks, we, we've been doing this uh, seven weeks of... Uh, of uh, of love, seven weeks of Christmas, seven weeks of kumbaya. No, we should have called it that. But from, <laughs> so uh, for these seven weeks, I am proud to present to you seven different charities, and uh, hopefully my personal endorsement of these trustworthy organizations. Because look, folks, if you don't know me by now, to know that I would vet this these charities ridiculously, I'm not going to ask you guys to sign off on on some con. It's not going to happen. Um, so hopefully you'll this this will help you get your give on basically. So please consider partnering with at least one of these seven charities. Of course, today we're talking about Young Street Mission, which impacted my life as a young kid as well. So this is a special one for me. Um, 
I would love it. I mean, uh, Michelle, my assistant, just heard from uh, uh, one of the charities that one of our listeners just donated a thousand dollars to them. Wow! And wow. so, so I would love for somebody to to partner with you guys. So here's what you need. I can imagine you need cash. You can go to ysm.ca forward slash donate. ysm.ca forward slash donate. Uh, what else can people donate? Well, they can donate gift cards for our Christmas toy market for youth. We're a little low on those, and those are great for the for the older kids. What do you mean gift cards? Gift cards like to to uh, HMV for music or oh, know, okay. So you you would go to a store or or buy it online. How do they get it, the actual card to you guys? They can drop it off or they can mail it in. Okay, and, uh, and then we put that in the toy market. They can donate uh, food. <clears throat> we always need food. Yeah. Um, the, we're, our food bank in Region Park is the biggest one, and it runs chronically short, even in key seasons. So you can never send us enough food. Um, and the last thing I, I would say is that we would really... Wait, I know uh, you're going to say, I know you're going to say, every Jesus charity says this, pray for yep, us. Yeah, we're going to say pray, but I have a little more to say on pray, <sighs> if I can. Yeah, okay, go ahead. <laughs> can I do that? Yeah? You'll let me do that? Yeah, go ahead. So here's the thing. I think it's a critical time. Um, the city of Toronto's got a poverty reduction strategy. I've had the privilege of being on the advisory committee to the city. There's something happening across the city that's bigger than us, and it's time to actually mobilize prayer now um, because the city has decided that they want to have a 20-year strategy to end poverty. It's a little different, uh, but not too dissimilar from our strategy that we launched last year. And we're a part, we're one of the partners in implementing that. But for the first time ever in the city, there's a clear plan with targets, with people working together to try to make it happen. And so I would love for people to pray that God would be the architect and builder of Toronto, uh, specifically. And we have some new ways to pray at the mission. So uh, if people are interested, they can email us at info at ysm.ca. Um, and through that, they can get our prayer for the city they can get our monthly prayer emails, and we're also having a one-hour monthly prayer meeting at the mission once a month, and we would love for people to come down and join us. Well, listen, I I kind of joke about it because I, I, have you ever seen someone with ADD try and pray? It's just a shocking, <laughs> shocking thing to see. I think you should come join us because I'd like to see that. Oh, yeah, no, you don't want dinner and a show. Um, <laughs> so... So I would, I, I, but I get it. I've met those people that, you know, maybe they don't have the coin, but they pray their faces off and that's yeah. how people can help you as well. So I, yeah, I yeah. appreciate that. I do. Yeah. Listen, um, folks, Young Street Mission has been today's charity. Angie Draskovic, she is the president and CEO of the Young Street Mission and uh, ysm.ca is where you want to go. Uh, if you want to talk to her, ask for her. She'll call you back. True story? True story. All right, there it is. Merry Christmas, Angie. So good to talk to you. Thank you, and you. Merry Christmas to you as well. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye now. Bye-bye. Great. Bye. That's how Grant Wallace says goodbye. Does he? Remember Grant Wallace? Oh, yeah. Oh, there's so many Scottish people that, that finish their phone calls like that. Great. Bye. 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 Well, they're, they're asking you a question subconsciously if you're going to talk to them again. No, that's Irish. Oh. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>